joy, peace, tranquility, vibrancy, and wellness. Isn't this what you want instead of constant stress? That's what host Rochelle Lawson is going to help you with on Blissful Living. There are many ways to reduce stress, some you may not even know about. Doesn't a little peace and tranquility sound like just what you've been looking for? Relax for a few minutes with Rochelle. She's the queen of feeling fabulous. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Blissful Living. This is the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson. And I want to welcome you to today's show. I have a guest today that is going to just give us a wealth of information. Some of these things is going to surprise you about um, our health and well-being. But as you know, that I always say the greatest asset that we have on earth and that we really have control over on earth here within our realm, within our own little unique realm is our health and well-being. That is the greatest asset that we have. And without health and well-being, no matter what you want to do, if you're not healthy and well, you're not going to be able to do it fulfilly and um, successfully. You may start off and you may think you're doing it, but just um, lo and behold, know that if you're not fully healthy and well, something's going to come up. Some illness is going to manifest itself. Some disease process is going to take place and it's going to take you away from what you want to do and you won't be able to be able to be 100 percent with regards to that. So I'm always preaching over and over and over again to people that the greatest asset you have is not what's in your bank account. It's not the car you drive. It's not the house you live in. It's not the job you have. It's not the outside successes of um, your body, it is your health and well-being. And so um, before we get started on today's show, I just want to say that I have a wonderful doctor, Dr. Kajiki, who's going to share with us some wonderful things. But I want to thank our sponsors for today's segment, the Health Healing and Wellness Company. Please check them out. They have some phenomenal things. If you're interested in natural healing, holistic health and well-being, you want to improve your energy, you're having sleep issues, you want to know more about how to incorporate, um, you know, uh, natural abundance into your health and well-being, you want to optimize your health and well-being, you want to manage your weight, whatever the case you want to do with regards to your health and well-being and getting things corrected and checked in balance, check out the Health Healing Wellness Company at Health Healing wellness.com and then our other sponsor of today's segment is um, all day cable incorporated It is a telecommunications installation company going on their 26 year of business here in California they've serviced um, all kind of clients throughout the state of California Washington Oregon Nevada uh, um, Illinois and Michigan Uh, as well as New York and some other East Coast states. If you have a need or you know a company that's looking for a really good telecommunications installation company, whether they have issues with voice, data, fiber optic, or wireless systems, access to, uh, you know, their speaker systems, their electronic passenger display signs or electronic sign displays or whatever the case may be with regards to telecommunications, then you want to check out All Day Cable Inc., Dot com again that's all day cable i in like nancy c dot com okay so let's get started with today's show let me tell you a little bit about today's guest dr gil kajiki is a 
uh, physician, duh, <laughs> that's the name doctor, but he is the founder of the Valley Thyroid Institute. Now, he graduated, he graduated from Pasadena College of Chiropractic and has been a chiropractor for over 30 years. The main focus of his practice is thyroid and autoimmune conditions. And how many people out there listening do you know someone that's suffering from an autoimmune disease, whether it's lupus, it's rheumatoid arthritis, or some other type of autumn you know um ms or some other type of autoimmune disease we all know someone that's suffering from an autoimmune disease now dr dr kajiki through his um, work with his patients he developed the kajiki protocol for determining thyroid and autoimmune issues with a particular concentration on hashimoto's thyroiditis okay and i know these might be a little complex words for you guys but we'll break it down Trust me, we'll break it down. He offers his patients answers and protocols to improve their thyroid function on overall health. And with his roots in chiropractic biophysics, Dr. Kajiki was helping, um, was really busy helping people and his clients, patients in the San Fernando Valley in Southern California. That's where my daughter lives with uh, their spiritual uh, structure, corrective care. When his wife became ill, what, um, what was first appearing to be the Epstein-Barr disease. And as he watched his wife's health deteriorate under the care of several doctors, I can um, be witness to some of some of that kind of stuff. Dr. Kajiki began a relentless search for answers as to why his healthy wife could become so ill and no one seem to know how to care for her. I can totally relate to that. Um, after more than two years of tests, medication, B12 shots, and finally hospitalization, it was her husband and not her medical providers that came to the rescue. I can so relate to that. So after his countless hours of studies, consultations with colleagues and testing, um, Dr. Kajiki diagnosed his wife with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, an autoimmune condition that attacks the thyroid. He spent the next several months treating her autoimmune condition through natural supplements, lifestyle modifications, and dietary changes. She is now symptom-free and she doesn't take any thyroid medication. And so with that, my friends, that's a wonderful introduction leading into what we're going to be talking about with Dr. Kajiki as to, um, you know, worldwide Hashimoto's and low thyroid and how you may be able to treat those um, in a non-pharmaceutical way, uh, but with what Dr. Kajiki may be having to offer. So welcome to the show, Dr. Kajiki. It's wonderful to have you. As a healthcare professional myself, I, you know, I've seen a lot, I've uh, experienced a lot, and I really, anybody knows me that listens to this show or if they ever seen me speak, um, knows that I am not a fan of pharmaceuticals. I really am into um, holistic and natural medicine. And the funny thing is that um, in my career as a, a registered nurse working as an ER trauma trauma gale, um, you know, I had to use pharmaceuticals to, of course, help my patients um, have a better outcome. Um, 
in the emergency department or in the emergency setting. But for a day-to-day routine with medications, I've also seen the good, the bad, and the very, very ugly with pharmaceuticals. And so I'm not really a fan. And the fact that um, we kind of have similar stories where I suffered from a medical condition for 17 years, went to numerous doctors who prescribe everything, but could never tell me what I had, could never diagnose what I had. But they were so quick to prescribe me with some medication that may correct this, but was going to jack up something else. And so, of course, um, as I got older and got more more in control of my own health and well-being, I uh, negated from from all of that and, and went the natural path and was able to heal myself in nine months after suffering 17 years just by utilizing holistic and natural remedies. So I'm, I'm really excited to hear, uh, you know, what you have to share with us today. So I'm going to just jump in. Tell us about how you felt when you saw your wife suffering and how that motivated you to get on this path today. Because I know when you have someone that's very dear and near to you and to see them suffering can be very challenging, especially when you're doing the right thing by taking them to the doctors and they're not getting any better, but they're actually getting worse. Right. It, I mean, it was, it was extremely frustrating because and I, as a chiropractor, and I just did mostly musculoskeletal, I knew just enough to know when something wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And, and yes, you do have to have a trust in your doctor, trust that they're doing the right thing. But, you know, after two years and multiple doctors and multiple lab tests, what I finally realized is that there's no way, and I mean there's no way, your lab test could be normal and you still feel lousy. And I, that complaint happens so often. I get that complaint so often. From my, I'm sure your listeners, there's no way your lab test could be normal and you still feel lousy. Mm-hmm. There's just no way. And then, so what happens is they try to then blame it on you. Right. Saying, you know, oh, well, it must be you're imagining it or you're exaggerating it or you just have a lot of stress. And so, of course, you start becoming depressed because nobody believes you. Right. And as a thyroid, you look fine on the outside, but you feel crappy on the inside. And so you start getting depressed. And so now you want antidepressant medication or you tell them that depression is part of the issue, which is part of thyroid at all. And so now they give you antidepressants and, and now you're just in a tailspin of medication that's not doing any good. Right. And so I realized that. So I could tell your listeners this. If your lab tests are normal and you still feel lousy, it's not you. It's because the doctors are either doing the wrong media of testing. They're not doing stool, saliva, urine. They're just doing blood. They're not doing enough tests. They typically only do two or three of the thyroid tests out of the 11 possible tests you can do. Mm-hmm. And they're reading them wrong. The TSH uh, lab ranges are different from lab to lab and region to region and state to state. So they're reading the tests wrong. They're telling you you have normal TSH when you probably do not have normal TSH. Mm. And from realizing that, I realized that I had to take matters in my own hands and I started studying natural medicine and I chose functional medicine. And when I found that she had Hashimoto's, I went to the doctor with the lab test, and I said, I know what she has. She has Hashimoto. So we we know what it is now. And he says, you're right. She has Hashimoto. Great. Good for you. You you know, congratulations. I said, wait, what are we going to do? And he says, well, we're going to put her on medication. Well, why, why would you treat the thyroid when the immune system is the problem that's affecting the thyroid? That doesn't make sense. Well, that's how we treat it. And I realized at that moment that if you're going to go to traditional medicine, your choices for treatment are medication, 
radiation surgery, and that is it. And if that doesn't work, you have to find another healthcare model. Wow. I, I mean, I can so, I mean, it's, I can so relate to, to what you're saying. It's, it's amazing. And I've seen it. I've experienced it myself. Uh, I experienced it with my mom who has rheumatoid arthritis and lupus. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, and then I've seen it happen to patients when I was in the clinical setting. Um, and the thing about it is when you come in with a wealth of information that you've done, uh, to be your best advocate or the best advocate for someone you love and care about, the doctors don't want to hear that because they take it personal as that you're, you're attacking them and that they're wrong and you're not, but you have to be, and this is, I'm telling you guys right now, all of you out there listening, you need to be extremely assertive, almost to the point of being aggressive when it comes to managing your health and well-being, because no one's going to be your best advocate, but you. So if you get answers out there that don't make sense, like he says, they're not doing the right test or they're doing a fraction of the test demand it you pay good money for your health care insurance you demand the best care possible so don't just let them tell you something give you some prescriptions and send you on your way and hope that works because it's not going to work it's not going to work so um you know this is a you know this is very interesting and your wife is doing great now correct now yeah well i mean obviously she she gets very close management Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but yeah, I, you know, I, I watch over her like a hawk. You know, I watch her diet and I watch her supplements. And, I mean, you know, the reason why, though, she's still asymptomatic after 12, 15 years is because I do frequent lab testing. Okay, I don't, uh, Hashimoto's is not something you, you just fix and it's like a broken bone, it heals. You have to manage it. Your autoimmune conditions will never be cured, but they can be managed and controlled. And you have to manage it. And the only way it's properly to manage it is to do frequent lab tests so you're watching over her thyroid function, you're watching over her adrenal, you're watching over her hormone imbalance, you're watching over her gastrointestinal dysfunction, you're watching over her immune system, you're watching over the anemia. You can't do it without the lab test. Right. And you need somebody out there who knows how to do the lab test, how to read the lab test, which ones to do. Beautiful. And we're going to we're going to share more about, you know, that information with you guys. So continue to listen because this is going to it's going to blow your mind with regards to what Dr. Kajiki has to share. Now, you know, this is a classic time of year when people, you know, go to I'm going to lose weight. And you see, you know, you see the gyms that, um, you know, get filled. You go in there. You can't even get your favorite machine because you got all these people that are in here for their New Year's resolutions that are I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to try to lose weight or whatever the case may be. Yet, you know, as often as these people try and, and you know, as and give it their might, it just doesn't come off. Okay, and me, you know, both there could be some other extenuating factors. But I want to ask you, could a lot of these people's problem be related to a problem with the thyroid? Yes, it it absolutely could. And and I think where you need to start if you're having stubborn weight loss is this. You need to find why you can't lose weight. Okay, losing weight and excess weight is not the problem. There are problems causing the excess weight and inability to lose weight. I think too many people are focused on the pounds on a scale mm-hmm. and not the reasons why they're not losing weight. All right. I tell people, look, if you're just concerned about losing 10 pounds, 
Okay, you don't care how you lose it. Chop off your arm. <laughs> okay? You'll lose 10 pounds instantly. But that sounds ridiculous, but when you tell me I don't care how I lose the weight, I just want to lose 10 pounds, you might as well just do that. Because if you're not finding the root cause of why you can't lose weight, you're either going to get it back or you're not going to lose it. Right? And thyroid could be one of those problems. Your thyroid controls your entire metabolism in your body. Right? So it's the only gland in the body that every cell in your body has a thyroid receptor site, like a little garage with a thyroid hormone. Mm-hmm. And so when your thyroid gland starts to malfunction, then your entire body starts to malfunction. You can't process carbohydrates right. You can't digest food right. You have gastrointestinal problems. You have adrenal gland dysfunction, which will cause cortisol problems, which cause women to gain have belly, belly fat. Mm-hmm. So all these different dysfunctions occur maybe because of the thyroid. Oh. And vice versa. It could be that you, you have a thyroid problem and it causes the adrenal problem, or you have an adrenal problem and it causes the thyroid problem. So you got to get to the root cause. You can't just be focused on the pound. So now what would you say to someone that is like listening to this and they're like, I'm not really understanding how I can get to the root cause. How would you guide them with regards to um, discovering like, you know, yeah, I've been trying to lose weight or I'm having issues losing weight. And I, I don't know, you know, I don't know how I can even begin to discover what the root cause of my problem is, because it's got to be more than just, you know, me. Now, well, the first place I would start is it could be your thyroid. If you haven't investigated, it could be your thyroid. And if you do decide to get your thyroid checked out, don't get three out of 11 tests. Get 11 out of 11 tests. And if you go to my website, valleythyroidinstitute.com, you can download a free thyroid report that tells you all the tests that we look for in a thyroid dysfunction problem. And I treat all over the world and all over the country, so you don't even have to go to your own doctor. You can actually consult with me through the phone and get that information. But what? check out your thyroid. So, so you would definitely say for someone you know that has been doing having this struggle, you know, um, the first thing you should do is to, you know, have your thyroid tested. Well, I mean, I think that's a good first step. I don't know if it's the first thing you should do, but. You can get that done while you're doing other things. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I would do is, is use your common sense. Okay, common sense goes a long way with health. <laughs> okay, but you can't let your emotions get in the way of your common sense. So what do I mean by that is, if you're drinking alcohol, forget trying to lose weight. It ain't gonna happen. Oh yeah, but a glass of wine is not. I heard it's good for you. You're right, it is good for you, but it's horrible for weight loss. It's all sugar. You've got to stop the alcohol if you're trying to lose weight. I mean, that's common sense, that people don't want to do it. Okay? You've got to cut out the carbs, and, and I don't mean all carbs, but I mean the processed carbs, the stuff that comes in packages with uh, ingredient labels longer than a paragraph. Right? Get the stuff that doesn't come with a label, like a zucchini and a cucumber and a head of lettuce. Mm-hmm. Right? So cut out the processed foods. Right? Don't skip meals. If you skip meals, your body goes into starvation mode and it thinks that it, it doesn't know when it's going to get its next meal. So you think it's going to let go of the fat when it doesn't know when its, its next meal is going to come? No way. It's going to hold on to it. So you can't skip meals. 
have small, frequent meals that are low-carb or no-carb mm-hmm. and put in some kind of a protein with it. And here's another myth. You do not need to exercise to lose weight. Okay? That is a myth. Mm-hmm. None of my patients, when you go on my website, you'll see over 100 different testimonials. Some people have lost 50 pounds, 40 pounds, 10 pounds, 25 pounds. Not one person was required to exercise. Now, you do have to exercise to maintain your weight loss, but you do not have to exercise to lose weight. That's where I would start. Wow. So did you guys hear that? He just said he just gave some nuggets of gold right there. But the precursor uh, or the one that I want to bring up is the exercise thing, because um, everybody, like I said, you'll see at the beginning of the year, everybody's in the gym and they got this resolution. I'm going to use lose five, 10, 20, 50, 100 pounds and they're in the gym. But by the time March comes, they're done because it's not something that they really do. And it's not in their routine to exercise. So when they don't see the weight coming off because they continue to eat whatever they want to fast food drinking their alcohol, um, loaded up on carbs, loading their diet up with a bunch of sugar uh, from all kind of various sources, and they're not seeing the results come off, melt off, then they give up. However, Dr. Kajiki is saying if you just do the, the five, six golden nuggets that he just shared, and then once you begin to lose the weight, you know, you can exercise or whatever, incorporate that into your daily plan, you'll have sustainability with your weight loss. But you do not necessarily, he's saying, you do not necessarily need to exercise. And I agree with that. If you if you are just focused on exercises, but you're not changing anything else in your life, guess what? You may lose a couple pounds, but you're not going to achieve the results that you're desiring. Now, um, you know, there is a, you know, we're talking about, there's a lot of talk out there about adrenal fatigue and you mentioned how it could be in correlation with the thyroid, with the thyroid problem. But what, if someone is listening to the show and we're talking really about, you know, thyroid and, and, um, you know, how that has an effect as, uh, on your immune system, what would be some common signs and symptoms that someone that is it might be experiencing a thyroid, I like to call them challenge, um, would see or would, would experience? Well, here's the problem with thyroid. Thyroid is the great mimicker. So typical low thyroid symptoms would be fatigue, inability to lose weight, depression, hair loss, dry skin, bloating with meals, digestive problems insomnia, uh, energy dips during the day, you know, kind of a slow metabolism kind of symptom. Sounds like menopause. Oh, menopause, yes. Yeah, it feels like menopause. However, there are body dysfunctions called triggers. And this is where I separate myself from the most of the crowd. Triggers are body dysfunctions that very closely mimic a thyroid problem but isn't a thyroid problem. So all those symptoms I mentioned, the fatigue, the weight gain, the depression, brain fog, bloating, that could be thyroid. However, that could also be adrenal gland dysfunction, anemia, gastrointestinal disorders, inflammation, uh, hormone imbalance, food sensitivity. Mm. All those triggers could mimic that thyroid problem. And if you go to an endocrinologist, all they're looking at is TSH, 3T3, 3T4. That's it. Yep. They're not looking at your adrenals. They're not looking at your diet. They're 
They're not looking at an anemia. They're not looking for hormone imbalance. They're not looking for inflammation. They're not looking for lifestyle changes. All they're looking at is TSH, free T3, free T4, and that is it. And medication alone will not resolve those triggers. You know, beautiful. I love how you said that um, you gave us some signs and symptoms that are pretty, you know, classic with just about anything, right? Um, and how they could be triggers for things, but also how you mentioned to the listeners that your doctor's only going to check for these three thyroid hormones and they're not going to necessarily check for anything or anything associated with the adrenal glands. So you guys out there listening, again, more information for you to arm yourself when you go to your physician to get those 11 uh, thyroid function tests done, as well as have them check some other things, your adrenal glands and other things that will give you a clear picture of what's going on with you so that you can proceed forward with something that is going to help you be successful with whatever it is with regards to your, your weight loss goals. Now, um, can, I mean, I know that, um, you know, they, they prescribe medication, pharmaceuticals for, you know, whether you have hypothyroid, whether your thyroid is functioning too low or hyperthyroid, where it's fu- whether it's functioning too fast. Um, what are some other conditions that can be cleared up um, with regards to when you get an out of balance thyroid back into its natural balance state? Well, not quite clear I understand your question, I think, but I'll be able to answer it. Um, here's one of the considerations that I hadn't brought up yet that really needs paying attention to, is that most of the cases of thyroid are low-functioning thyroid or hypothyroid. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out that statistically 70 to 90% of all the cases of low thyroid has an autoimmune component called Hashimoto's. Mm. 70 to 90. So I can get a hundred of your listeners who have low thyroid function, and I know that 70 to 90 percent of all those people have Hashimoto's. So they have an autoimmune component where their immune system is attacking and destroying their own thyroid glands, like flesh-eating bacteria. Mm-hmm. So their immune system really is the problem, like my wife, and it's attacking their thyroid. So the immune system is throwing the thyroid out of balance. And so when the doctors try to fix a, an immune system problem by giving thyroid medication, it's not working. Mm. And that's why it didn't work in my wife's case, and that's why it doesn't work for many patients. Because the endocrinologist is looking at a thyroid medicine to fix an immune system case. Right. Well, it just turns out that those triggers that I talked about, the anemia, the adrenaline dysfunction, hormone imbalance, gastrointestinal issues, sensitivity. Those triggers also agitate that immune system and cause that immune system to attack that thyroid. So you could have the triggers, you could have a thyroid problem in itself, and you could have an autoimmune component. So you have a lot of moving parts. It gets very confusing, and the average endocrinologist that does free T3, free T4, and TSH can't handle that. So you have to get the immune system under control. You have to get the triggers resolved. And then you have to see if there's anything left over to work on the thyroid to get that in balance. So you're really, doctors like me, we work on everything 
all together so we don't work on one thing at a time and see what's left over. Wow. I, I, I mean, I just, the information you're sharing is just phenomenal. I, I'm just, I'm loving it. I'm just soaking it in. Now, say um, we have a person out there that is on medication um, for their thyroid. What is the better medication? Because you know they have the natural and then they have the synthetic uh, thyroid hormone medication. And, you know, what would you say is the is the better of the two? Well, I, I am not licensed to dispense medications, which I'm actually glad about. Mm-hmm. Um, but my opinion about it is this, is that there is no one type of medication that's best for everyone. I think one of the mistakes doctors make is they lump the whole population of their practice into one type of therapy or drug. And the, the, the fact of the matter is, some people respond better to synthetic. Some people respond better to natural. Right? It, it's a case-by-case basis. Natural is not better just because it's natural. You may not respond to that natural. Maybe where you get your natural, they have fillers in there that you are sensitive to. They have corn and gluten and a lot of these different medications. And maybe where you get your natural, you're sensitive to corn, so you think the medication's not working, but it's really the corn fillers in there. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's not necessarily what's better or, you know, it's what works for you. And unfortunately, this is a situation where unless you fix the triggers, and unless you fix the autoimmune component, unless you fix the conversion problems and the thyroid binding globulin problems, you won't know if that medication is really the right one for you or not. And it's going to be a trial and error. Yeah. Now, do you have any, and I know, you know, I know you, you're not, you can't, you don't dispense medication, but what, do you have any opinion as to say a person went to their doctor and they've been given a medication for a thyroid condition? Um what would you say, how long should they be taking the medication and, you know, here's the thing. They're taking the medicine and they're not having any changes. In fact, they may be feeling worse. Or how long would how long would you say a person should take the medication before they go back to their doctor and say, hey, we have a problem here? Yeah, I would say that. Okay, because you know there are people that'll be they'll give you the prescription, and then they have they send you off, and they don't necessarily have you come back in to see them. They may order lab tests, quote unquote lab tests, in three months or maybe six months, and you may not see that doctor again for six months, but they have you on this regimen of taking this medication, right. um, and a lot of people will do that even though within the first few weeks they're not feeling well. It's not you know, it, it's not making any changes. Um, so thank you for sharing that information six weeks because um, I think it's important for people to understand that if something's not working, don't keep doing it. You need to go back and check in and have a check-in and say, hey, this is what's going on. Right. Like, for example, in, in my office, see, I mean, one of the problems we find is that doctors don't see their patients often enough. Exactly. Right? So you, you see your doctor once every three months or five months or six months. Well, now you've got a six-month problem on your hands. Or a three-month problem on your hand. Right? So we consult with our patients once every two weeks, and we see them for a full 30 minutes with the doctor. Not not hour and a half in the in the office and five minutes with the doctor <laughs> for a full 30 minutes. Right. So we our our patients get a handle on things right away. Right. So at at worst, I've got to 
two-week problem on my hand, not a six-month problem. Right. So we get take we take care of things right away. Good because I, I think you know that I love that what you're doing because I know you know if they're lucky if they get 15 minutes, and you know if you're a person that just takes the medication and never goes back in and says anything, you may see them in six months and you may see them in a year, but again it's for 15 minutes at the most, maybe yeah. 30, but typically it's for 15, 20 minutes. They, the doctor can't get to know you and you can't develop a relationship where you're comfortable. Whereas like they come to you, you're seeing them all the time. You're giving them time and you develop this relationship where you can pick up things about them or they're comfortable sharing things about, about what's going on with you, with them, with you and not feeling that they're imposing upon your time or something like that. Right. So, right. And, and I, I give my patients, unlimited email support. Beautiful. They can email me anytime they want and not make, uh, make a phone consultation. I mean, you could do it out of the comfort of your home, number one. Mm-hmm. If you don't have to see me, you could do this by phone, but I allow unlimited email access as a patient. So you could just email me something in the middle of the night because you're not sleeping and I'll catch it in the morning and you'll have a response back the next day. Beautiful. Good information. So you guys out there listening, we, you know, Dr. Kajiki is just is really being open to sharing um, what has been working phenomenally for him and his his patients that he take care of. I want to now move a little bit into, um, you know, Kajiki low thyroid protocol. We talked about that when I was introducing you. I shared that information. And can you share with the listeners what it is and what's involved in it? Yeah. Well, first of all, is that the protocol for my patients is different from person to person. It is customized and it's personalized. I don't have one protocol for everyone, which is one of the things that drives me crazy about these doctors that write books and they say, hey, everyone try this diet, try this supplement, try this, you know, method. <laughs> I love it. Go, go. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like you want to be treated as an individual. Right, so why would you give one type of diet, one type of supplement for everyone? You have to customize and personalize your protocols, and you can't do that unless you get lab tests on that person. Right. So you won't ever see me writing a book to say, everyone try this Kajiki protocol, because it's customized, it's personalized. So I personalize each program to each person based on their lab test results. And the lab test results, Help me get to the root cause of your problem, not just your symptom. So that's what's different is I dig deep. I do these lab tests to find out what these triggers are. Remember the triggers, the anemia, the adrenal gland dysfunction, the hormone imbalance? So I do these lab tests. I do all 11 lab tests. I do stool. I do blood. I do urine. I do dried urine if necessary. I find the triggers. I create customized protocols for each person with dietary changes. Um, I'll tell you what to eat, what not to eat. I actually have a lab test to tell me that. Um, I'll tell you what kind of nutritional supplements to take based on your lab test results, which will help me remove these triggers that you have. I'll supplement you with vitamins, minerals, and enzymes for any kind of deficiencies you have. I check in with you every two weeks. And I retest your labs in 60 to 90 days. So we know people are getting better. I watch them closely and I retest. So now I have 
objective markers that show me you actually have a lab test improvement as well as a symptom improvement. Mm. Love it. Thanks. I mean, that's that's really in depth and it's it's very concise. And I like the um, fact that there's continual follow up. It's not like you just do something and you do it. You know, there's you do something, implement something for your patient, your client, and then you're always in continual communication with them to recheck and see is this working. And that's followed up and solidified with, again, taking lab results at certain increments as they're, um, you know, on their journey to restoring their well-being. So I, I really, really, really like that. And I like the fact that it's customized. It kind of goes with, you know, what. What I do with um, Ayurveda, you know, I always tell people, you know, there may be 15 people in the room with high blood pressure and they all probably most likely got prescribed the same medication when they were first diagnosed and they may be on two or three medications. But some people it's just not working for and others is doing very little. And the reason being is because we're all unique individuals. How one person's disease process manifested is not going to be like anybody else's because we are unique. And so, you know, when you start, I think people don't understand that. But I think the more people like you or I are out there, you know, explaining this to people, it gives them a wealth of information to help them um, navigate and manage their health and well-being just a little bit better. It's going to, I with me, I'm out here listening. I'm going to want to go to someone like you who I'm in constant communication with. You're, you know, you're making it very easy for me to be successful with managing my well-being in conjunction with you because you're accessible and I'm seeing you all the time. And that I think is beautiful. Just absolutely beautiful. Now, are you against, um, you know, people permanently getting off their their thyroid medication? What would you just say to someone that just really wants to permanently get off it? Um, I would say I would agree. I mean, I think the less pharmaceuticals you put in your body, the better. However, if your lab tests say you need it, you need it, mm-hmm. but unless you manage the autoimmune component, and unless you manage the triggers, and unless you consistently retest, you're not going to know if you can get off of that medication or not. I've actually had some people get off their medication. I've had many people reduce their medication, but they did that through consistent testing and consistent monitoring. Um, you know, some people, like I said, they have this. Hashimoto's is 80, 70 to 90 percent of all these hypothyroid cases. That's like a flesh-eating bacteria. Right. It destroys your thyroid gland, and that tissue doesn't grow back. So if that tissue doesn't grow back, and you've lost so much, you can't make your own thyroid hormone. You've got to take medication. Right. There's just no way around it. Right. I don't like it. I only don't like medication when it doesn't work. Right. But when it works, you need it. Exactly. So, I have to say, I'm not against it, but yeah, I would like you to be off of it, but you have to be smart about this. If you need it, you need it, right? And that means you went through so much damage before you finally found me that, hey, right. you have to have it. But let's minimize the dosage. Like that. And again, another um, wonderful statement with regards to if you need it, you need it. Because by the time you got to someone like Dr. Kajiki, you're, you're, you're a little bit more damaged than just what the natural path could complete natural path could totally do for you so um words at words of wisdom for sure for the listeners now 
what type of patients are the best candidates for the, um, you know, the Kajiki low thyroid protocol treatment plan? Well, I, I guess, um, number one, you're actually ready to make a change and you're willing to do your part. Um, if, if you just want a pill to fix it all, I'm the wrong doctor. I'm not him. I'm the doctor that wants you to be involved in your care and be an active participant and actually learn from the process so that one day you may not need me. So you have to be active and willing participant. You have to be willing to make some changes. I am going to change your diet. No question about that. Right? And I'm going to change your diet. It's probably not going to be permanently, but I'm going to ask you to do some things that are hurting your, your care. I'm going to ask you to change those things. So I'm going to ask you to change your diet. You've got to be willing to do that. I'm going to ask you to take several supplements each day. You've got to be willing to do that. Okay? And you've got to be willing to change your lifestyle. Right? There's some lifestyle habits that these patients have that are really hurting their adrenal glands. And, you know, I mean, I hear, I don't have time, I'm too busy, uh, you know, it's not the right timing. Hey, you know what? There's never a good time to change your health, right? Now's the best time. So you've got to be willing to make those changes and don't, don't feel like a pill is just going to magically make it all go away. If you're that person... Yeah, you've got the best chance for getting better. Great. I like that. Um, basically, they got to take responsibility and really want to make the change. And, of course, you guys know, listening, you've been listening to Blissful Living for a while. Change is not always easy. In fact, it's probably one of the most difficult things sometimes we have to face is change, especially when we've had things that we've been doing for a long time and they're just kind of like habit, right? Um, but once you do make the change, it hurts a little bit at first. And then after you do it over and over and over again, it becomes easier and easier and it feels good. And then pretty soon you're, you know, it's a new good habit that you've developed. Um, but thank you for sharing what type of patients make the best candidates for you, because uh, I think that's important. I don't want people to come to you and be like, can you fix me? But I don't want to do anything. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. yeah. Well, we actually have a little, um, we do a free 15-minute phone consultation with anybody. So they can go on my website, Valley Thyroid Institute, and go to free consultation. Mm-hmm. And we actually have a 15-minute phone consult to see if you are the right type of person. And it gives the patient a chance to get a feel for me and my philosophy and my style. And it gives me a chance to see if they're a good candidate for care. And I'm, I'll ask questions like that. You know, are you, are you willing to change your diet? And there are some people where I told them, look, you know what? You're not ready for me. Um, I don't accept everyone. I only accept the people who I feel like are going to have a good chance to fix that happen. So we, that's a good place to start is that free 15-minute phone consultation. Great. So, and you guys, again, will share more information about how you can connect with Dr. Kud- Kajiki before the show is over, but the free consultation, if you, you know, took out a pen and paper while we're talking and um, have been taking notes, keep that note definitely in mind because, um, again, we're going to give out that information as to how you can, where you can access his website and all of that good stuff. Now, with regards to uh, patients that are suffering from low thyroid challenges, what is involved in the treatment for the symptoms of low thyroid challenges? 
Well, as I mentioned, the, the first thing to do is find out what the root cause is. And the way we figure that out is do lab testing. So once I start getting lab test results, then I could start creating protocols to help remove those triggers and balance that immune system and help with the thyroid problem. So we would do things like we would cut out the inflammatory foods in your diet, like gluten and soy and dairy. Uh, we, would, we would put you on a protocol where we have consistent blood sugar stability by having you eat uh, multiple times per day instead of two or three times a day. Uh, we would give you very specific herbal supplements to help uh, with the adrenal gland dysfunction or the HPA axis problems that you're having. Uh, maybe having some hormone imbalances because of blood sugar stability problems. So we would have some herbal compounds to help you with that. Uh, we look for deficiencies. Um, a lot of times people, they have fatigue, but I can tell you it's not that often an iron anemia. In fact, it's, it's very uncommonly an iron anemia that's causing fatigue. It's many times it's a food sensitivity or a leaky gut problem. Mm -hmm. So we would give supplements and enzymes and flushes and detoxes to help with your leaky gut. Um, so we basically do dietary, lifestyle, vitamin, mineral, enzyme um, protocols, and we customize them based on lab test results to help you get over these symptoms of the thyroid. Mm, like it. Very detailed. Very, very detailed. <clears throat> what is, what, what is um, your success rate with helping people that have come to you uh, with the uh, challenges regarding the, the low thyroid? Well, I, I mean, I'm going to put a disclaimer on this and mm -hmm. say, if you do what I ask you to do, you've got the best chance of success. And if you do what I ask you to do, our success rate is about high 90. 97, 98, 95%. Um, you go to my website, you'll see there's over 100 different video testimonials. And people are willing to put themselves on video to tell you what kind of success they've had because they've been so profoundly affected by that. And so, you know, about high 90s. And, and I can tell you that um, some people get 90% better in two weeks. Some people feel 80% better in three months. Some people feel 50% better in a month. So it varies. Right. Follow what I ask you to do, you have the best chance of success. On the average, I can tell you, the average patient, even though they've had their condition for decades, they tend to feel noticeably better in about six to eight weeks. Hmm. Not bad. So Not, not bad at all. That's kind of the, the bar that we shoot for. And then you as the patient will determine how much better you feel like you are. You know, you'll be the one that says, hey, what, you know, what kind of success have I had so far? And we reevaluate in about four months and then you make that determination about how successful you are. I like that. I mean, again, it's, it's, you know, it could be really a lot for some and then, uh, not as much for others, but no matter what, as long as the person does what you've uh, developed for them to follow, they will feel better. Yeah. And I think, you know, anytime that you can feel better, whether 90% or 50% or whatever, just the fact feeling better is so much than not feeling good at all. 
that that is you know just a beautiful step forward with uh you know regain, regaining some of the health and well-being that um you know people deserve now if someone comes to you and they are they want to work with you but they're also they you know they still they're kind of you know still with um regards going to see and check in with their medical provider um is it possible that they can still work with you Oh, yeah, absolutely. As I mentioned, I'm not a medication hater, right? I only hate if it doesn't work. Um, I can tell you that I, I know that if you're on medication, I need your practitioner to work with me mm-hmm. and, and go through, you know, help me out with, because uh, I'll help you determine whether I feel like you need new dosing. If you're overdosed or underdosed, I'll help you with that. And, and I'll arm you with enough information that when you go back to your doctor, you can have a lab test in your hand and say, Hey, Doc, um, based on the last lab test and this lab test and how I feel, I feel like I'm over or under, and, and could we reconsider our dosage? And you'll come with armed with information, right. and I'm very, very willing to work with them, and I like to. However, they don't like to work with me. As you mentioned, I, 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 you know, when you come with that information, they kind of feel like you're making them wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could tell you of the hundreds and hundreds of people that I've treated who had medical doctors, and went back to the medical doctor and said, my gosh, I feel so wonderful now. I feel great. I, my hair's back and my fatigue is gone. Not one of those medical doctors has ever contacted me and said, my gosh, you got one of my most difficult patients better. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. What are you doing? Right. Not one has ever done that. So that tells me that they really don't care. They, they really don't. If they cared, they would say, this guy's doing something. I need to figure out what he's doing, or at least I need to send my difficult patients to him. Right. That's not happening. At least give my give them a chance. You know, give them yeah. another chance, right? Because if after all, it, yeah. I'm a healthcare, right? I'm a healthcare professional, and my goal is to, you know, make the patient feel better. But instead, you know, they're not, they don't, they don't refer to you because then it's you that's making the patient. I mean, I, I hate to sound like that, but it, you know, that's just reality. And I, and I can yeah. say that because I, I've, I, you know, I worked out in that profession. I, I can say that. I mean, um, it is what it is. However, I think there are more physicians that are getting more open um, to, you know, natural and holistic, holistic and um, other kind of medi- medicines that work beyond, you know, the scope of Western medicine. So they're doing a lot of integrative stuff, but it's still just not, it's just a select few. So hopefully that, that will get better and you'll start getting lots of referrals and healing people, you know, and helping people to take control of their health and well-being and, and you know, restoring their natural state of balance. Yeah. I mean, I send a lot of people. I, I say, look, we can't get this resolved naturally. You're going to have to go to your doctor and get some medication. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I have a problem telling that because they need it. If they need it, they need it. Right. But, you know, again, um, they see you more often. There's more communication. You want to, they want, they want to be able to trust you as much as you want to be able to trust them that they're doing the best that they can with their health and well-being. So, you know, it, it's just a really good feeling, a warm, fuzzy feeling with regards to establishing that type of relationship. Now, you said um, that you work with people from all around the world. How do you do that? 
Well, we've developed these long-distance protocols where people don't have to be in the office. So, I mean, I've, I've got clients in Canada, Germany, Romania, Singapore, China, Netherlands. I got them from all over the world because we can generally have them do blood in their area where they live, especially if you're in the United States. It's very easy to find a lab to do the blood. I give you a list of tests that you need. You take it to the doc. You say, hey, I want this blood work done. Or we send you to a lab nearby you. So they email me results of the blood. All the other tests, the adrenal test kits, the hormone test kits, the stools, those are all home-based kits. So I just mail you the test kit, and the lab emails me the results. And then we have our consultation once every two weeks. I tell you, you know, what kind of dietary change to go through, what kind of supplements to purchase, what kind of vitamins and minerals, enzymes to get. We follow up with you every two weeks. And we can do that just as effectively on the phone as we can in person. And, in fact, it's actually more attractive on the phone because in L.A. here, you know, you save so much time by not being on the road that probably, I'd probably save you an hour or two in your day just by not coming to the office. Oh, my goodness, I know. My daughter lives in um, Tarzana. And, That's where uh, my office is. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, my office is in Tarzana. Oh, she lives in Tarzana. And um, I, you know, go to L.A. all the time to see her. And, you know, I had cousins when we were little, growing up um, that lived in L.A. So I've always gone to L.A. and yeah. noticed the traffic. And I'm telling, I always tell her, if we need to go anywhere, but she knows. I'm like, you know, we have to leave at least two hours before <laughs> we need to be there. Um, I remember for her 21st birthday, we had was doing something in West Hollywood at the W Hotel, which is about 11 miles from where she lives. Right. I had the GPS on. It took us two hours to travel 11 miles. But it was on a Friday night, you know, but right. still. So um, that's very nice for the folks down in L.A., Southern California, because being able to be able to have access to you without having to travel into Tarzana um, is phenomenal. That would make me want to just jump on it right away really really phenomenal um now what is what is a trend that you're seeing now with um with your thyroid patients any specific type of trends that you're noticing with them or anything you want to share with the listeners regarding that yeah you know two of them in particular um one is diet is um you know as as much as we have access to good food we have even more access to bad food Mm mm-hmm and what's happening is we're letting, people are letting their schedules dictate what they eat mm. because they're so busy, they've got so much going on, they go for the fast food, they go for the processed food, they go for the easy meal. Um, and, you know, you just can't get good food that has a label, right? Good food right. comes from, you know, the ground and it's lettuce and it's tomatoes and celery and carrots and, and animal proteins and so People aren't eating as good as they could, and the food industry is trying to trick you into believing you're not eating bad with their marketing gimmicks, but the reality is it's full of pesticides and hormones and processed you know, chemicals and carbohydrates, and it's horrible for you. So that's having a huge impact on their thyroid function. It's having a huge impact on their gut, which is where their thyroid conversion occurs, they're having leaky gut, which is causing inflammation in their brains, so they're getting depression and brain fog and memory loss. And then on top of that, you add the stress, so they have these adrenal gland dysfunctions and having cortisol surges, which are throwing off their sleep patterns, 
and cortisol causes brain fog because it's toxic to the hippocampus, <laughs> and the cortisol surges are also causing women to develop belly fat. Mm-hmm. So just those two elements alone are causing huge problems for their thyroid. Wow. A wealth of information right right within that, um, what all you just shared. And I see it. You know, also, I know that you may have had an abundance um, or surge, I said, I guess is the correct word, of people coming to you or uh, just coming to you that tend to be um, suffering from obesity, which has, I think, increased dramatically, not only with, let me ask you this, because it's not only with adults, but I see a dramatic increase with children. How do you te- do you treat children? I don't too much because okay. children don't have too much thyroid disorders. Um, but you know, to be totally honest with you about the children, um, here's the bottom line, and, and I'm I'm going to probably ruffle some feathers when I mm-hmm. say this. But I'm the guy who tells the truth. Okay, go ahead. If your child is o- o- obese and overweight, it's not their fault. It's right. your fault as a parent. It's what food you bring into the house and what places you go to let them eat. That's why there's childhood obesity. It's I not agree. them. It's the parents. Thank you. And I... so it's too difficult for me to treat kids because mm. I can't control what they eat because the parents allow other elements to get involved. Right. Okay. Okay, good. I, I know probably someone out there listening was thinking about that, and I, I wanted to get clarification on that because um, – I think that's important, and I, I do see a huge problem. I totally agree with you 100%. It's the, it's the fault of the parent and not the child. Um, and I also see a huge decrease in exercise um, that kids do. When I was growing up in the 60s and 70s, you know, we played outside. You know, we right. ran, we were out as for as early as we could get out and as late as we could stay out, you know, um, yeah. and you know, running, riding our bikes, playing kickball, baseball, whatever, whatever games you make up when you play as a kid, right, growing up. And even in high school, I mean, I had P.E. Well, I think I had it every year except for my uh, senior year. These kids nowadays, I think they only have to have one or two years of P.E. And it's so, you know, so anyways, um, I'm getting off track, but I, I just agree. It's it's the parents. And, you know, if you have children, they're your responsibility, and if you notice things are getting out of hand, um, you know, little changes in the lifestyle would be, if you don't want to do it for yourself, do it for your kids. Um, now, we're all, we're at the end of our show, so I want you, Dr. Kajiki, to share information um, of how people can get in contact with you, you know, what's the website address again, any information that you want to share with the listeners out there so that they can connect with you. Okay. Best place to go is my website, valleythyroidinstitute.com. Valleythyroidinstitute.com. You'll find a wealth of information, but there's three areas that I want you to go to on that site. Number one is download the free thyroid report. It's a free report. There's no obligation for it. We're not going to sell your email address. You just put your name in your email. You get the immediate access to this 11-page report. It tells you all about the thyroid test that we do, the autoimmune component, and the triggers that we, that we look for. So it really gives you a good feel for my style of, of treatment. Secondly, go to the free consultation. You get free 15 minutes with me. I'm giving up 15 minutes of my personal time 
to tell you if you have a good case, if you have a, a good a chance at, at, at success here. And it gives you a chance to get a feel for my style and, and my personality. We may not gel right, right? We may not get along well in that 15 minutes. Well, then you don't have to invest any more time into me, right? And then if you don't have a good case that's successful, I'll let you know. I won't waste your time. I'll say, look, you do not have a good case. Maybe you should go to A, B, C place. And then thirdly, go to the patient testimonials. There's over a 100 different people who were willing to put themselves on video to tell you about their success with me. And what you'll find is I, I categorized it by symptoms. So you can find people who have the exact same symptom as you do, and that's the kind of success you could probably expect here. And I think that would be a good place to start. Beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Dr. Kajiki, for being a guest on Blissful Living and sharing your words of wisdom, your knowledge, your information, and your willingness to help and really connect with those out there listening that may need or want to connect with you. Thank you so much for doing that. Again, you guys out there listening, you can connect with Dr. Kajiki at valleythyroidinstitute.com. Please take advantage of the free report, the free consultation, and take a look at the patient testimonials. Um, You don't have to think it's just him touting himself. You actually get to hear what other people experienced while working with him. So please, please, please um, check out valleythyroidinstitute.com. And if you send an email or something, just say, hey, I heard you on Blissful Living. He would definitely, definitely appreciate that. And so um, I want to wish all of you peace to your mind wellness to your body, and tranquility to your spirit. I want to thank today's sponsors, the Health Healing and Wellness Company, as well as All Day Cable, Inc. And I, again, want to thank all of you for tuning in each and every week to uh, listen to Blissful Living. Hopefully you are getting lots of words of wisdom that's helping you to move forward on your path to bliss. This is Rochelle Marie Lawson, the queen of feeling fabulous. And until next week, have a fabulous week, everyone, and goodbye for now. You can find out more about Rochelle on her website, Rochelle Lawson, R-O-C-H-E-L-E, Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N, or at healthhealingwellness.com. Or just click on her websites from the webtalkradio.net page right in front of you. And of course, you'll want to come right back here next week for another episode of Blissful Living. Thanks for joining us.